This is Rama for today. And so we got in the car and started home. Now he started to make some announcements some way or another and sort of got his tongue tingled up and said something backwards, you know. The minute he got in his car, the wife, she just jumped right on him. Well, the doctor said your mind wouldn't work right. And I'll tell you, you just made a mess out of that, you know. Uh, you probably just should never preach anymore and shouldn't even get up there and conduct the services. And my wife spoke up and she said, why, sister so-and-so, uh, Brother Hagen or Kenneth just got right up behind him and there's nothing wrong with him and, and, and your husband just made one mistake and he's made three, three times. It's just one of those nights. I mean, you couldn't say anything right. You know, sometimes it's just that way. And there's nothing wrong with him. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagen continues his teaching on how to write your own ticket with God. Next, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, Kenneth and Lynette will tell you about this month's radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Are you listening to me now? See, she heard. Now, after she heard about Jesus, wonder what she heard. She's bound to have heard that he's healing people. Amen. I said, amen, amen, because that's what she came after. So what was the first step? And you know, I really didn't know. Now, I'd preached from Mark eleven twenty-three, 23, uh, partly the same principle, but I really didn't know. He said to me, 28th verse said, for she said, the first step she made was she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. So he said, step number one is say it. Say it. Then he said to me, I wrote it down just as he said it, positive or negative, it's up to you. Or you do it. He said to me, this woman could have spoken negatively. She could have said, I've suffered for 12 long years. I'm no better. Actually, I'm worse. I spent all of my money. All of my living, I have nothing left. I might as well go ahead and die. And he said, if that had been what she would have said, that would have been what she would have received. Positive or negative, it's up to you. You know, a lot of people have talked themselves right into dying. I'm just me now. I told you what Jesus said on that. That's all he said on it. A lot of people have talked themselves right into dying. Whether you realize it or not, sometimes people's relatives have talked them into death because they kept talking unbelief and doubt all around them. A number of years ago, my wife and I were holding a meeting in East Texas. In fact, to be more explicit about it, it was in the year of 1944 and in the month of July. I knew you'd want to know, so I thought I'd better tell you. <laughs> Now, this pastor of a full gospel church had had a heart attack. I'd, I'd heard that, but that he's doing fine. Now, when we got there, we learned this, that his, actually, when our meeting came along, first time he'd been back in the pulpit, not to preach, but to conduct the service. I'm the guest speaker. Then I remember that uh, at that time, Brother Goodwin, you know, who later on came to Pasadena and was pastor over here at Pasadena for about 27 years. He was pastor there in East Texas at Wright City. And I went over and visited him. 
And Brother Goodwin was telling me that the, this pastor had a heart attack and that he was in the hospital and unconscious and several of the neighboring pastors just kept praying for him. Brother Goodwin told me, he said, the doctor himself, one of the doctors told me, he said, uh, you, you fellas are just holding him here with your prayers. You'd be better, he'd be better off if y'all just quit praying and let him go on. He said uh, his heart stopped and, uh, and he didn't get oxygen to his brain. I don't think he ever will regain consciousness, but if he does regain consciousness, his mind won't work right because he didn't get oxygen to his brain. Uh, you know, his heart stopped too long before we could get it going again. And, and he might, uh, you know, just be a vegetable. And then again, he may not even ever regain consciousness. Now, very sister, they ever even regain consciousness. How he's lived, we don't know, but other than, uh, than y'all have held him here with your prayers, and you'd do better if you'd just quit praying, let him, leave him alone, let him go on. Brother Goodwin said, no, I, I, we can't do it. Some way or another, something on the inside of us just won't let us do it. And they prayed him right out of it. And he suddenly woke up, and to the doctor's amazement, his mind was all right. Praise God. Mind was all right. But now he'd been in the hospital, you see, for about a month. And he was back home all right. And he, his, his wife also was a preacher, and she had been preaching, filling the pulpit. And so he would conduct the service, make the announcements, you know, and so on. Uh, I just, you know, finally turned the service to me. Well, one night after church, now we, my, our family was, you know, our children hadn't started the school yet. And they were with us in the summertime, my wife, all of us. And uh, the war was on, you know. World War II, gasoline's rationed. So we'd go one night in his car to church, and the next night we'd go in my car to church, you see, just night services. And so we got in the car and started home. Now he started to make some announcements some way or another and sort of got his tongue tangled up and said something backwards, you know. The minute he got in his car, the wife, she just jumped right on him. Well, the doctor said your mind wouldn't work right. I'll tell you, you just made a mess out of that, you know. Uh, you probably just should never preach anymore and shouldn't even get up there and conduct the services. And my wife spoke up and she said, why, sister so-and-so, uh, Brother Hagen or Kenneth just got right up behind him and there's nothing wrong with him. And, and, and your husband just made one mistake and he's made three, three times. It's just one of those nights. I mean, you couldn't say anything right. You know, sometimes it's just that way. And there's nothing wrong with him. But she had just constantly hound him. Just constantly hound him. Well, you can't do that. Now, remember the doctor said this, and you'll never make it, and so on. Well, one day, my wife had gone to the, uh, we used to call them, you know, it's hard to get away from, way back on the Depression days, we used to call them beauty parlors. Anybody old enough remember that, you know? Uh, now, I don't know what they call them. Now, every kind of name now, really. Anyway, she had gone to the beauty shop to get beautified and uh, to get her hair fixed. And uh, there was a call came. Uh, some member was in trouble or something or sick. And so the pastor went to visit to see about them. And so the pastor's wife and I were washing dishes. I was actually washing dishes and she's drying them. I'd rather wash them than to dry them. And I said to her, I said to her, uh, sister, you, if you don't stop, you're going to talk your husband into dying. You're going to talk him to death. And uh, she got mad as fire at me. I mean, she almost spit on me. You know, just yelled out, how that meant you know. And uh, I said, now, wait a minute. Wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. I said, I want to tell you this. I'll stake my life on it. 
I'd let them cut my head off for it and say it isn't so. That wasn't just Kenneth Hagin talking to you. It came out of my mouth, but that's the Holy Ghost. You, you know, we, uh, we think about and read it and, and don't stop and analyze it and realize just what happened. But you read down the 21st chapter of Acts, you know Luke is the writer of the Acts. He was with Paul's company. And he said, you know, he talks about their journey. And they came to Caesarea. And they stayed in the home of Philip the Evangelist. They were there a number of days who had four daughters which did prophesy. And there came down a prophet from Judea, you know, called a named Agabus. And when he was coming to us or our company, he took Paul's girdle. Now, in other words, men wore robes. And that's just simply that, uh, that's just simply we'd call it a sash more or less, you know, or something, you know, around his waist. And he took that and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost. Somebody said he prophesied. No, he's not prophesying. He's just telling what the Holy Ghost is saying. You see, it's either a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. He's just repeating what the Holy Ghost is saying. There's a different thing of prophesying. See, a word might come through prophecy, but, but I said, that's what the Holy Ghost is saying. That's not just Kenneth Hagin. See, we make a mistake sometimes of thinking that spiritual gifts ought to work just in church. Now, thank God they do. I said, thank God they do. Are you listening to me? But we make a mistake sometimes because we don't see them, maybe, in manifestation in church. A lot of times we think they're not working. When a lot of times in a lot of our lives, they're just working every single day. Glory to God. Amen. Revelation. Amen. Comes to us sometimes. And, and different things. Praise God. I just said to a person, you know, suddenly I just had it in my spirit, one of our workers. I said, do you have, uh, did nobody in, in, in this, this hand? Uh, arthritis or pain? I didn't know. I said pain of some kind. Yes, he said the hand just didn't work right. I, I just in the office, you know, doing office work. And, and I went to the doctor. He said, I got rheumatoid arthritis. Well, I said, there it is. You got your healing. Go your way. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. See, I just suddenly had that revelation. Actually, pain struck my head. Well, I knew there wasn't anything wrong with my hand, but it got me thinking. I thought, where is that? Where is that? Who, who is that? And she is the only person nearby, so just ask her. She said, yes, yes, that very hand. But thank God. Well, now you see, there's a manifestation of the word of knowledge and gifts of healings right there in the office. Amen. Glory to God. Can you say amen? amen? Thank God for the supernatural. Amen. Say it out loud. Thank God for the supernatural. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise his holy name. Well, I said to her, that wasn't just Kenneth Hagin that said that. I'd let him cut my head off before he'd say it isn't so. I'd die right on the spot before I'd say it wasn't so. I said, that's the Holy Ghost. I just repeated what the Holy Ghost said. He just simply said to me, you tell her that her husband will be dead in two years if she doesn't shut her mouth. She said, well, Brother Hagin, knowing how God uses you, I'll accept that. Well, she did get much better while we were there at least, and we left and went our way. Two years later, two years later. Now, you see, you've got to realize that that was June. I mean, July of 1944. Now, we're talking about June. Or actually, talking about May, almost two years, you see. Don't like much. May, that a part of May of 1946. And I'm preaching revival in a certain church. We went there to start the meeting on Sunday night. And the pastor said, uh, we're going to have a funeral here Tuesday. 
Oh, I said, who, who? He said, well, Brother So-and-so died. They're bringing him back. It is his home church, you know, and going to be buried here. Funeral's going to be here. And, and that flashed in front of me. See, it was almost two years exactly. It was almost two years. See, 44, 46. Amen. That poor dear woman just flat talked him to death. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Well, honey, we have a special offer. Um, we have, hey, my book, it's called Hey God. Hey why is, God, why is it taking so long? <laughs> I know, you know, we get impatient. <laughs> yeah. And God has a plan for us, but sometimes it takes longer I than I remember you think. preaching that. Yes. And then uh, three CDs by you, Keeping Stress from Becoming Distress. Yeah, that was a series I taught, three CDs on, you know, many people let uh, stress become a distress. It doesn't have to be. No. No, it does not. You don't have to give in to it. God can help you through it. Yes. It. We all go through stress, but Absolutely. God can help you get to the other side and accomplish what you need to accomplish. In fact, stress can be a distraction to keep you from doing that. Absolutely. And then your dad's uh, mini book, God's Medicine. And your mini book, Faith Worketh by Love. Everybody needs to read that at least once a month. Yeah. And that's for a gift of $30 or more. Yes. So just go right now to rhema.org and order that right now. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message, How to Write Your Own Ticket with God. That's tomorrow on Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.